0: Hey, today, a fantastic podcast with some newsmakers that, <laughs> I say this with a little bit of glee, uh, make the left's head explode. Uh, we start the podcast with uh, Balazs Orban. Uh, it, uh, he is the, um, the political director in Hungary for the prime minister who is setting everybody's hair on fire because he's at CPAC. Speaking what he believes the truth Now, I've not met him So I had to ask some really tough questions Which makes Stu uncomfortable in today's podcast Uh, But I think we had a fascinating uh, conversation Then, stop the whining DC in New York About, oh, we've got 4,000 migrants on our door We cover that And we have Congresswoman Lauren Boebert She's on She sets the record straight (sighs) Goes the head's of all of those in the uh, mainstream media. All this and more on today's podcast, brought to you by uh, Relief Factor. Relief Factor is something that uh, Kent in Arkansas said he used to not be able to deal with the pain every time it would rain. He said the pain was so bad, he wanted just to crawl into bed and cry. This time, he said he stumbled onto Relief Factor because he listens to this program and he was close to despair. He was skeptical, but he figured, I don't have anything to lose. Within a few me- a few weeks, not even a rainy day could get him uh, to crawl into bed anymore. His pain was gone. Please try this. See if it will help you with your pain. 3-week quick start, developed for you 1995. Relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF, 1-800-4-RELIEF or relieffactor.com. Factor. feel the difference. Here's a podcast.
1: the best of the Glenn Beck program.
0: Prime Minister Viktor Orban is coming to CPAC, and the media has gone out of their mind. They're framing it as 1930s Hitler comes to Dallas. CPAC chair Matt Schlapp He has responded to that, said, can we listen to the man speak? And if people have a disagreement with something he says, then we should raise it and talk about it. Well, that's what we're going to do today, because we live in historic times and no one can remain on the sidelines. I don't trust the media to tell me the truth or what to think. By the way, we shouldn't. That is our job as humans and citizens to make our own decisions and come to our own conclusions. So here's what we know about Prime Minister Orban. We know that the leftists in Europe and America don't like him. We know that the global left-leaning mainstream media doesn't like him. We know that George Soros doesn't like him. So far, I love him based on that. Now, I'm going to admit that I don't know a lot about the prime minister. I've obviously done my homework, but like the uh, American media, I will not pretend to be an expert on Hungarian politics or history, so I will not lecture Hungary on being hungry as they don't try to tell us or judge who we are or what we do. However... When it comes to human rights, we all must take a stand and never again turn a blind eye when there is warning signs. We must never forget the Holocaust or the actions and words that led to it. So let me be very clear on some of the facts. Some of the things sound really interesting and correct if you're trying to preserve a nation, but at times... Uh, Especially recently, there have been things that have uh, the prime minister has said that seem very alarming. So let's take these on the agree side. Prime Minister Orban has secured their border against the dictates of their own federal government, if you will, the EU. They have made their immigration policies similar to how ours used to be. He has also cracked down on sexually explicit education in classrooms. He's put a strong emphasis on religion, family, and advocated strongly for his country's social and cultural identity. Now, on the alarming side, he has recently made statements that sounded way too close to Joseph Goebbels to go unanswered. If he means, if the translation is correct, and he meant mixed races the way the early 20th century progressives and Margaret Sanger, oh, and Hitler, meant them, then obviously I cannot stand with the man. Here's what he has said in the English translation. One half of the world where European and non-European peoples live together, these countries are no longer nations. They are nothing more than a conglomeration of peoples. So far, so good. As he differentiated between Quote, a world in which Europeans are mixed together and one in which migrants are, quote, occupying and flooding the West. So far, so good from uh, from the outside. They come. He stressed, quote, this is why we have always fought. We are willing to mix with one another, but we do not want to become peoples of mixed race. OK, that's problematic. What did he mean? The rhetoric is. Like that is disturbing and very much the rhetoric we have heard coming out of Germany in the 1930s. I have a very long record of warning of the old hatreds and rhetoric against the Jews that has come from both the European left and right. Remember, both Russia, the communist and Germany, the fascist, exterminated Jews because both of those philosophies are rooted in Marxism. Progressivism is also rooted in Marxism. So is is Orban a Marxist? Is he a progressive? If so, I have my answer. But even if not, in what context do we trust a man who's talking about mixed races? If that's what he meant, it is vital to separate eugenics, superior races and replacement theory from cultural preservation. Huge difference and no middle ground. I'm against the first, but a strong supporter of the latter. Where is Prime Minister Orban? Now, one more thing. The media says that he has, quote, presided over significant democratic backsliding over the last decade by consolidating control over Hungary's judiciary. But it is my understanding that he has not asked for a study, nor has he suggested to pack the courts. He has also, they say, consolidated control over the media. Does the American media mean that he's like the Democrats here and has co-opted the media to do his bidding? Or is it that he's in bed with social media to limit speech, speech and quash debate? They also say that he has consolidated control over civil society. Now, I imagine that means he's cracked down on George Soros. Or is it that he has shaped what is taught in schools? But has he, like President Biden's administration, called parents terrorists who disagree with him and disagree with what is taught and set the state, state police out to harass, intimidate, and monitor those parents? If he's done any of those things, I'm against him, and the media should love him. As a guest today, we have the political director of the prime minister, uh, and member of the Hungarian parliament, Bolaj Orban. He's here to explain uh, what the government is really all about and what he meant. Uh, it's not up to any member of the media to decide for you. I think you should hear it from the horse's mouth and decide yourself. But pay attention because words do have meaning. We are honored to have the uh, uh, guest in today, the political scientist, member of the Hungarian parliament and the political director to the prime minister, Viktor Orban, in our studios in Dallas. I'm sorry I'm not there myself to, to greet you. Uh, his name is uh, Balazs Orban, no relation uh, to the prime minister. Um, you guys have taken an extraordinary stance against uh, George Soros, which <laughs> makes me one of your biggest fans, just based <laughs> on that alone. Um, why is that? George Soros is a very talented Hungarian
2: man. Um, you have to know that, but uh, but the role he's uh, playing in Western politics, I, I don't think it's a good role. So, and. Probably here in United States he can also cause some troubles, uh, but in a small <laughs> country like uh, like Hungary he has influence and this is money as uh, it can be a game changer. So and he doesn't like to be democratically elected. He just want, wants wants uh-huh. to influence things from behind the curtains. So there was one day yes. in Hungarian history before 2010 when we had a left wing uh, liberal you would call it progressive uh, government in Hungary, then George Soros spent more money in Hungary into culture and politics than the Hungarian state itself. So his influence wow. is, is, is extremely huge. He's supporting medias, NGOs, politicians, uh, obviously all representing the radical left-wing progressive side. So, 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 so unfortunately, we don't have independent opposition. George Soros owns them.
0: Yeah, well, he's making a huge difference here in America and all throughout the West. I can only imagine what a small country he could do. Um So is he he's not welcome, nor his NGOs or his money in Hungary? Is that is that what you've done? obviously not not welcome but uh,
2: but uh, but they are operating there he has more than 60 oh, they, st- are. they are operating there 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 was one um, there was one issue with the um, pro migration institutions because after the migration wave when as i was mentioning you uh, 400,000 people just simply attacked the hungarian southern borders and we established a fund that, that he financed all the migration aid and supportive uh, NGOs and according to our understanding it was a clear step against our own national interest and national security interest so this is the field where we uh, reacted in a very hard way and we blocked the activity of those NGOs but uh, but he is he is still there he is still he had, still mm. has his candidates in politics as well mm. Uh, and he is using his international um, organization team to
0: put pressure on
2: us. That's an everyday yeah. issue for us.
0: Um, let me let me go to gay rights. We have... Uh, I think America has gone off the deep end. I think we are the farthest out into the deep waters on much of this cultural stuff. Uh, and one of them is... Sexual identity. There is no man. There is no woman. It's what you decide today, et cetera, et cetera. And I know there was a referendum and it passed overwhelmingly to stop this in the Hungarian schools. Um, However, um, there is a difference between that craziness and uh, people being allowed to live their own life. Um, You defined in the Constitution marriage. uh, No, sorry, a family as a man and a woman and children um does Indeed. that exclude um you know everything yeah. else yeah no not can, can gays get married or not not at all uh, all all the people
2: are equal under god that's the christian thought what we also uh, follow and um, and all men can do uh, whatever they want um, it's also about uh, their um sexual orientation so it's a, it's a free country in that sense they also have civil partnerships so they can you can call it a kind of a marriage but what we call it civil partnership so it's available for them meanwhile it's not they available in other countries but it's not about that it's about the children it's, it's not about the gay people it's about the children it's about the gender propaganda which uh, which, uh, as in the United States, it started to affect um, uh, the sexual orientation of, of, of minors, of, of kids in schools, in kindergarten, through um, some NGOs, through the media. And, um, and we stood up last year, and we passed the law. And you can't imagine what, what, um, what a scandal emerged in the European Council, oh, yeah. there all the other European leaders, they, they gone mad uh and uh, actually yeah. they blocked the, the the funding so the financial support which is coming to Hungary from uh, Brussels uh because of that which is uh, actually ridiculous and totally unacceptable so we had no chance to turn toward our voters what do they say and uh, as you said it was one of the most successful referendums in the history of Hungary so Mm. 95% of the people said no to sexual, any kind of sexual orientation in schools, in kindergartens, through media um, and uh, gender reassignment and so on and so on. So they said they, they sent a very clear sign that they don't want to follow that pattern, what we see. Um, I don't want to judge what is going on here in the United States, but we definitely don't want to follow that kind of pattern. And if you want to stop it, you have to take action immediately. That's what we've done. That's why we are under
0: pressure. Um, you, kind of, you kind of sound like a, um, a Hungarian version of Florida. Uh, from from <laughs> what I can see, uh, and as you long as that. you're not yeah, scooping yeah. as long as you're not scooping people up with different lifestyles or harassing them or um, pushing them out of society, then you, you would be. Um, uh, let me turn to Russia and Ukraine. Uh, I am now reading things that seem to be leaking from the White House that they're concerned about president zelensky they're concerned that this isn't going well and maybe they've made a mistake uh some of mm. us have felt that way for a long time you have felt that way or your government has felt that way that it was wrong if i'm not mistaken that it was wrong for russia to go in and they shouldn't have done that but we should be brokering for peace this is the hungarian is correct?
2: yeah yeah this is the hungarian position at the very beginning, we condemned Russian uh, aggression. Currently, we are hosting um, more than one million uh, Ukrainians uh, who passed our borders. We are welcoming them. Some of them are staying. Some of them are going further. But uh, but uh, but we but we're doing our job. Uh, but uh, and we supported the sanctions, uh, all the sanctions which were accepted by by the Europeans. Uh, because unity was very important. Uh, but uh, from the very first moment, we said that our strategy, that the Ukrainians with the support of uh, of, of the Western countries uh, with military equipments, they will be able to stop the Russians and the economic sanctions will be effective against uh, Putin. This This is a miscalculation. That's what we were representing from the very first moment. And, uh, and it seems that it turns out that, that we were right. Um, so, yeah. so unfortunately, the thing is that, um, that the Ukrainians, they fight in a very, very brave way, but um, they will all go away. It's about manpower and compare Russian manpower to Ukrainian manpower. It's about, unfortunately, about the numbers. And there will be one point where, where, where the Russians will be doing the breakthrough. through and, and, and then the situation will be even worse for Ukrainians and for the whole Western world. And the other part of the story is the sanctioning regime. Um, and, um, and the fact is that, that um, probably it was a good idea to stop um, uh, energy export from Russia or try to stop energy export from Russia to, to Europe. But they, f- they were able to find alternative models and the prices are so much higher then, then, then they can earn their money, which is needed to, to finance the war machine. That is the reality. I know that uh, something else is coming through the liberal media, but this is the everyday reality, what we experience. And I can see in Europe that, that countries are suffering, economies are uh, collapsing, the inflation rate is, is uh, skyrocketed, and unstable uh, governments, like the government in um, in, in UK, like the government of italy like the government of bulgaria they all they already collapsed and and you know we are in the middle of uh, of summer so what will happen during the winter time mm. a very tough time so what what what, so, what our recommendation is that we need strong europe we need strong america we need strong american leadership and peace immediate peace talks between america and russia that should be done and that should be the interest of the West as well.
0: So the media says that conservatives care about Hungary because we want to be fascist, which is <laughs> the furthest from the truth. What is it that you think um captivates conservatives? What do we have in common and what don't we have in common? Look that's an elephant.
2: And mouse situation, oh, yeah. <laughs> where relationship, where we are the we are the mouse, and and the American conservatives are, are the elephant. Um, yeah, so, but um, but I think what what Hungary, what raw Hungary can play is that that we have a clear cut conservative Christian government for like twelve years, and the country didn't turn into a bad direction; just the opposite. It went to a good direction. Unemployment rate went down. Uh, GDP growth—it's—it's uh, um, uh, the numbers are very good. Um, the society is flourishing. Number of marriages went up. Number of divorces and abortions went uh, down. Fertility rate is up. Um, safe uh, mm. Hungar- Hungarian cities are safe and sound. We don't have uh, drug problems and so on and so on. So I think. I think, and you don't, and you don't have gulags and secret police. <laughs> sure, sure. Without these <laughs> things, we can ach- we could achieve that. So I think it's a proof that if you stand up for your for your values, uh, and and you can formulate a, a stable government which can exist for for a longer period of time, then you can bring prosperity for your country. So I hope the same for for the great United States of America.
0: Thank you so much for being on with us, and uh, uh, we look forward to talking to your prime minister in the in the future. Um, we appreciate you guys making this trek out here, and I hope that the American people will make up their own minds as they listen to the entire context and, and not just what the mainstream media cares to regurgitate. I wish you well. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Beck god bless hungry all right back in just a second uh oh boy am i gonna pay for that interview oh my gosh glenn beck the nazi of course he's with oh jeez you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program So I think the first my first encounter with Lauren Boebert was when um, she came out, if I remember, uh, with uh, a glock on her hip. And she was telling Democratic presidential candidate Beto O'Rourke, hell no, you're taking my guns. No, you're not. And uh, I've loved her ever since. Lauren Boebert, how are you?
1: I am doing great, Glenn. You know, that was a fun and sassy day. I, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. It was just a pissed off mom and a gun owner. And I heard the Democrat playbook just announced from a presidential debate stage. And nobody was saying anything yeah. to this guy. So drove three hours to his presidential rally with my Glock on my hip, looked him in the eye and told him, hell no, you're not taking our guns. <laughs> look at us now.
0: <laughs> um yeah, look at us now. You are hated uh, yes. and um, by a lot of people how How does that feel as a person?
1: Well, I don't get my value from the media, from the left uh, i I know. Who created me? And I get my value from my creator. Uh, I'm not going to look to uh, uh, some, some made-up false thing to, to get my, my self-worth from. So I, I I don't really mind that they hate me. And it also lets me know that I'm on the right track because they cannot stand the truth. Uh, they hate virtue. They hate anything that is good about America. Uh, and so whenever they come after me, I'm like, all right, we're doing good.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know, you talk about virtue, but you had an abortion. <laughs> Uh, what, six that, months before that Ted your Cruises? child was born. Is, uh, yeah. Oh, goodness.
1: Goodness. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know we, we were going to terminate another Ted Cruz baby today.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, wow. I mean, this is the you stuff know, it, they,
1: they cannot attack me personally enough because they always stretch it too far. And, and now they just completely make it up. They completely fabricate it. Um, there, there was these lies saying that there were two. Uh, terminated pregnancies i was an escort a stripper an addict all all sorts of things and you know people get tired of it and they're like you know it really discredits anything that they're trying to do because it's so out of touch um but that's all right we'll have my lawyers handle that one
0: it it, it amazes me that cnn uh talked to the guy who made those things up and he said you know okay so there were some inaccuracies I don't know. Accusing a woman of having an abortion after being a stripper and a drug user and a <laughs> prostitute. That might be a little more than just inaccurate. Right. Uh, and CNN has even said um they asked him to. Are you going to apologize? Has he apologized to oh, you? Oh no, no, no,
1: no, no. He doubles down yeah. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stands by his mm-hmm. claims. Stands by his anonymous sources. Uh, so no, yeah. this is this is not something that he's backing down from. And uh, frankly, neither am I. Uh, you know, and yeah. it's Good. it's interesting. You know, I have four boys. Um, I had, gosh, a stretch of nine years of pregnancies and toddlers and, and whatnot. And uh, they, they could have picked any date um, to make up these terminations, uh, pregnancy terminations. And they picked two different dates where I was pregnant with children that I had, right smack in the middle of the pregnancies. <laughs> like, that's the best you could do. You couldn't get their birthdays. Wikipedia, I don't no. know, Wikipedia can't even get my birthday right. But.
0: Now, yeah, and you know, CNN, while they said these are inaccuracies and he admitted to them, um, they still go on to say um, these things are not proven. Instead of calling them a lie, they just say they're not proven as if somebody could prove them.
1: Still taking that as a Um, victory from CNN. I I can't even believe we got the the, the article that we did from them. But uh, but yeah, no, for them to still go on with that and not say, no, this did not happen. um, They wouldn't do it.
0: So you have a new book out called My American Life. Yes. And the, as I gather, I'm sorry, I have not read it. Um, But uh, you are somebody who started out, you were working at McDonald's. You, you know, weren't stripping or being a (laughs) prostitute, but somehow or another you made it. Maybe I would have made more money. (laughs) You know, yeah. And we are. We're living in a, in a time now where everyone is being told they can't make it. Right. They can't do it without a government handout. Right. What's the message of my American life?
1: Uh, so the, the message is you absolutely can and you do not need the government's handouts to, to get you through life. Uh, in fact, it, it puts you in a cycle of poverty that traps you. Um, I was raised in a Democrat household, and I wanted to tell my story because the fake news tries to tell my story for me, and they get it so wrong all the time. I said, I'll just tell my story myself. Uh, but I was raised in a Democrat mm. household. Um, my mom, she moved us from Florida to uh, a little a little apartment in Aurora, Colorado. And the man that she moved in with, um we soon found out that he was very abusive, uh, uh, abused her, uh, abused drugs and alcohol, and um, it, it left her looking for answers. She went to, Democrat politicians um, for answers. And they they said, this is the way that you are successful, that you could be successful, take care of your children. And uh, it was welfare. Um, so I've stood in line for government cheese. I've stood in line for bread. And I, I've been in that cycle of poverty that is impossible to get out of. Because every time mom wanted to try something else, they would say, no, 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 you, you can't do that. You won't make it. It won't be enough for your family. And so at 11 years old, I knew that that was not America's best. Uh, I started working at McDonald's at 15. I'm so glad that uh, there was a minimum wage low enough that they could invest in me at 15 years old. Correct. They, they, yeah. I, I had no experience, I had no work ethic, and they were able to invest in me and teach me those qualities at 15 years old. And I, I just remember getting that first paycheck from McDonald's and uh, it, it was so great. I learned two things. Um, first of all, um, I, I didn't like this FICA guy that was taking all my money. And I didn't remember him (laughs) stuffing fry boxes with me. I I couldn't recall him standing next to me, but somehow he got most of my money. Uh, But also just the pride and empowerment of having put my hand to something and creating wealth. And so I began to become a self-taught conservative. And I saw that these principles um, truly lead to a better life. And I went on uh, to marry my husband. We have four boys. I ministered to women at the Garfield County Jail for several years and uh, then, opened up businesses, opened up restaurants in Rifle, Colorado, one of them being Shooter's Grill um, that really took off nationally. But um, it was so great to bring these women from the jail who felt like their options were expired. And I was able to introduce these women to the God who turns their shame into glory. And then once they got out, say, it's not over you can have a a successful life. And I was able to bring them into my home. I was able to offer them jobs. And this was so much more powerful than a government handout. And I I saw Mm -hmm. these women just um, have tremendous lives afterwards. Um, So all of these values um, have led up to this. You know, I have a passion for justice, uh, the constitution, our country, and I don't want my boys to be raised in a socialist nation. I don't want them to live in a socialist nation. So I'm here to preserve America.
0: Well, they h- hate you yes. uh, on the left. <laughs> they absolutely despise you. Yes. And you've been called every name uh, under the uh, under the sun. Right. Um, let let me um, before I get into why is it that they hate you? Uh, let's stick to your story here for 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 just a second. Sure. Um You. You volunteered your time. You were not a politician. Right. At this time. Volunteer your time. Uh, and you then uh, take these women who have just left prison and mm-hmm. you hire some of them and right. they go to work. And do you stay in touch with any of them?
1: There are a couple that I uh, have stayed in touch with. Um, most of them have moved out. Um, unfortunately, we, we've seen some that, you know, got fallen back on hard times and, and reverted um, back to, to their old ways, but we have some great success stories, too. Um, many would, would come to church with me um, and bring their families to church eventually. It, it was really a beautiful experience. Uh, and, and so I've seen just so much joy. I've seen them clean up their lives and, uh, and just have this complete restoration. And to be able to watch that process was amazing.
0: So um, you're um, uh, you're you're doing all of these things, mm-hmm. uh, and then what makes you want to get into politics?
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, I, I I really was just tired of politicians saying one thing on the campaign trail. And then getting to wherever we send them and doing something different, whether it's the state capital, Washington, D.C., uh, or, or even our, our mayors. You know, they say one thing to get elected. They say they have these platforms and policies and and then they do something completely different. And it let us down. And not only that, I saw too many politicians giving away our freedoms. Our freedoms don't come from politicians. Our rights do not come from politicians it, they don't even come from the constitution they're guaranteed by the constitution but these are our god-given rights our natural rights and, and so it's so frustrating when i see politicians elected officials give away those rights I mean, we are battling that right now in washington dc with our second amendment rights we two stinking republicans passed nancy pelosi's ar-15 gun grab two republicans did that democrats didn't do that they didn't have the votes for it they couldn't even pass a kidney stone Republicans passed that for her.
0: (laughs) You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Lauren Boebert is uh, with us now. She's going to be speaking on uh, Saturday. Uh, At CPAC in Dallas, she's in for the day and then she flies back home and then she's back here uh, on Saturday for the speech. Uh, I'm going to be speaking right around the same time. And President Trump is uh, also speaking on Saturday. Um, Lauren, I have to ask you, and and you may not want to answer this question. um, Is Nancy Pelosi senile or just (laughs) drunk all the time?
1: You know, You don't see her in person, I promise you. It is so much worse in person. Uh, Really? Yes. And the house chambers, uh, the temperature is kept very low. It's very cold in the house chambers. And I figured it out. Uh, It's to preserve Nancy. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I believe it, it saves her it's a lot It's like on, a Walt
0: Disney thing yeah, Yes
1: I believe it's to save on a lot of the uh, cosmetic features And you know we're, we're yeah. saving her on the Botox cost But also it's, it's very important that the temperature is just right in the house uh, chambers Because if it gets too warm her eyebrows will begin to melt And then we can't see how high inflation really is
0: <laughs> So I, 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 I really want to know Is she senile or is there something else going on?
1: I, you know, she's
0: really she makes a point n- to say clear. on a
1: regular basis um, that she does not drink, which tells me she's probably drunk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way that's the way they do it in the Democratic Party. That's right. Look, they're a fascist. Yeah, they're the fascist. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Talk to me a little bit about ESG and The Great Reset. Oh, what do you goodness. know about it? And
1: So I, I want to know um, a, a lot more uh, about this. I have read your book, The Great Reset. Uh, I've read it once. I've mm. listened to it twice. Uh, great audiobook. book. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and so I like, a lot of playing time. And I, I want to understand this so much more. I, I want to partner with you on this. This is scary stuff. Uh, and they put it right out there. Right out in the open, uh, the World Economic Forum, and they're they're just candidly here's what we're doing, guys. What you gonna do about it? And uh, you know, yeah. modern mod- monetary theory. Uh, and I see this happening in Congress on a regular basis. They just spend money, spend it, spend it, spend it. More and more debt, and they believe that this is the answer. Uh, you know, climate change—that uh, this is the existential threat to the world. Uh, you know these ESG ratings that uh, you know you. We're, we're not going to be able to get anything without that. Aren't you no. being rated with your ESG and and how environmentally friendly you are? And you know, I mean, they're they're well, not I, wanting to give. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say I'm currently at a uh, at my ranch, which is because I'm way up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. It's completely off the grid, so I have to use solar and everything. But because of that, I know. Solar power, wind power—it is not right. ready for prime time. No. Uh, yesterday we had to fire up the generator generators. What by eight o'clock in the morning because uh, we were we already were using wow. so much juice wow. uh, that I couldn't go on the air with uh, with the power that we had. I wow. mean, it is not ready for prime time, right. and we are dumping all of our security yes. for this pipe dream. Of zero emissions, yes,
1: it, you know, so I serve on the natural Resources Committee, and this was a priority for me uh, coming to Congress. i I represent uh, Western Colorado, Southern Colorado. We have some of the richest resources in the world right there under our feet, but politicians are regulating our communities into poverty, forcing us to keep it in the br- uh, in the ground. our forests, um, they they want to lock those lands up so we can't extract any of these resources uh, and and utilize them. Um, but it, it is so important. Um, right now to be energy independent. We have to get back to that. I, I, I fight these guys on a regular basis in the Natural Resources Committee. They want to outsource our energy development to our adversaries. Uh, they, they claim this moral high ground and they're really just not in my backyard extremists. Uh, they, I, I've, I've seen the billionaires in New York who say, you know, well, uh, sure I vote for the wind, the, the wind turbines, but they're gonna put one right next to my house across the street. Can't they put it down farther? Again, they don't yeah. want to see that. They don't want to be impacted by that. But also here in the committee, uh, they, uh, they're they fine with having 40,000 children mine with their bare hand for cobalt in the Congo owned by China. And then that, that cobalt, those rare earth minerals, they go to China and we buy solar panels from them and somehow feel good and virtuous about ourselves, get to pat ourselves on the back. Look how green we are. Uh, so it, it's really disgusting uh, uh, fighting this, but also uh, it's it's so deceptive. Look, you're using generators right now. You are off the grid and having to use generators for your energy. These electric vehicles, uh, how many of them have we seen, uh, you know, hooked up to a generator? And I don't know if you know this, Glenn, uh, but I'll let you in on a little secret. The, electric vehicles they don't even have gas pedals they have coal-fired energy
0: pedals (laughs) (laughs) they do um you said you said um earlier this summer uh that the church is supposed to direct the government uh and everybody labeled you as a white christian nationalist first i have to ask are you a white Christian nationalist? Well,
1: Adam Kinzinger says I'm a Christian Taliban. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll take okay, our pick. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, um, so this is so funny. Um, the church is supposed to influence the government and the, and the Democrats want to flip this and make it something that it's totally not. They want to say that I'm for theocracy. I'm not for theocracy. We have a great constitutional Republican. I'm here to defend that. Uh, but The church needs to get involved because if we stay silent, we lose by default. Uh, I I believe it was John Adams. But
0: it's not the it's not the government that influences. All right. Sorry. It's not the religion or the church that influences government. It influences us. Right hopefully to do the right thing. And then we influence the government.
1: Correct. Well, when I say the church, I'm talking about the people. So when I get up in a church and I say, I say, good morning church, I'm not talking about the building. I'm not talking about how they file. The church is the people. And, uh, and, and that's not just four walls. Um, so I, I guess I can, I can expound on that a little bit, but uh, John Adams, you know, he he said that this country was made for a moral and religious people, for for Christians, and uh, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we have the freedom of religion, and people can can express their religious beliefs if they're Christian or if they're not. Does it doesn't matter? We have that freedom here. Um, we don't have. Uh, they fled a state church. They didn't want that. They didn't want the government determining religion. Uh, But we absolutely have a part to play and we cannot remain silent. We have to be involved. We have to speak up. We have to be loud and and be in front. You know, uh, they want to make this about my religion personally. They want to attack my religion personally. Um, They they want to attack Christianity um, and single that out. Look at the uh, Supreme Court victory that we just had with the coach who's praying on the field. They want to single him out. They want to cancel him, um, but the Supreme Court said, "No, you have your, your religious liberties, and you can go ahead and pray in school."
0: Well, um, they fail to recognize that they themselves, wokeness, is a religion. Correct. Uh, it has all of Correct. the markings of a religion. It you can't argue with it. You can't. Um, um, uh, deviate from it. Uh, there are high priests that can destroy you and call you a heretic. Yes. Uh, you know, it either has redemption or no redemption. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a religion.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, and, and to the left government is God. Uh, you know, so uh, they yes. they don't believe that there is a higher deity than government, and that's why they want this totalitarian rule. Uh, you know, I just think it's awful that a, a pastor, uh, a, a, a pastor, a father, a priest, what, whatever you may be, a deacon, st- could stand up and s- and not be able to talk to his congregation about politics, about government, uh, and th- the left wants to completely end that conversation. But yet, those politicians can go to that church and shut them down. They shut down our churches. That is our First Amendment right. We not only have the freedom of religion, we have the freedom to assemble. And they shut down our churches. And now those pastors are not allowed to say anything about the politicians that shut them down. Correct. Because of separation and of church those, and state.
0: Right, which is a it, misunderstanding. It, it and is a misunderstanding. And, by the way, all those all those politicians will go to lefty churches, right, and speak about politics there. Absolutely, and that's not the government's fault. That is the church's fault mm-hmm. for being afraid to speak out. They're afraid. Right. They think that they will, you know, lose their five hundred one c three or right. whatever, and that's that's not true. Right, it's not true. They yes. have a right to do that.
1: Yes, yes, and should. Right.
0: So let me uh, let me ask. Just this last question. Um, Is it better, worse, or about what you thought going to Washington and working Mm. in Washington?
1: All of that. Uh, It is um, what I thought because it's very difficult. It's very partisan um, unless, you know. We have a couple of rhinos passing stuff for Nancy Pelosi. Um, it, it's it's worse because I, I didn't fully understand the self-governing uh, majority rule of the body uh, and, and that Nancy Pelosi can literally make up whatever rules she wants. She could put up magnetometers for the members to go through, uh, fine you $5,000 for not wearing a mask. I've been fined because I wasn't wearing a mask in the house, not doing it. Uh, you know, they, all of these rules that she can do. Um, that's really bad. Um, it, it's really bad that we can't have debate in regular order and and actually add amendments to bills uh, and and actually have committees where legislation goes through the committee of jurisdiction before it goes on the floor. Nancy Pelosi will just pull a bill out and send it to the floor without it going through committee. And it's it's very frustrating. But it's also better because there are more members of Congress there that are 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 there for the right reasons. Uh, They are principled, they are here for our country, for our people, they love people, and they're there to do the right things. I thought I was gonna find maybe four of them. And uh, there there are quite a few more than that. And uh, that is something that is very inspiring to me. These are the people that I like to spend my time with. I don't like to spend my time with the lobbyists on K Street, Uh, you know, I I want to be around, Uh, virtuous people, righteous people who who care about our country and want to get this back on the right track, want to tackle inflation, want to secure our southern border, uh, want to take care of these gas prices and and so much more. Uh, And so these are the people that I spend my time with. And that makes it so much better than I thought it was. And and then just seeing the hope that people in America have. I have the privilege of traveling all cl- across America, trying to get more conservatives like me elected to serve with me. Uh, I travel my district uh, very, very heavily and seeing the hope that people have uh, that we will turn this around. And I know that there's hope, Glenn. I would not leave my four boys and my husband every day to do what I'm doing if I didn't think that we could fix this.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you for your service. Na, 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 na.